This week's movie is about two families who come together to become a well-oiled machine. The Kim family is from the lower level of society, but have developed ultra street smarts, if you know what I mean. The Parks family is from the high-class, wealthy nature living in an architectural marvel of a house. The movie we're talking about is the darkly hilarious and heart-wrenching film Parasite from Korean director Bong Joon-ho. Join us on a full-out joyride on Adult Beverage Podcast. Welcome to Adult Beverage Podcast, where we will be talking films, new and old. He's looking at you, kid. Think the flying thing. Did we just become best friends? Yep. As well as anything else in the entertainment world, while enjoying an adult beverage in hand. So what have you guys been doing in quarantine? <laughs> I've been baking. I've been baking a lot of desserts. I've made two, two coffee cakes, uh, dozens of cookies. Uh, it's It's been high sugar over here. Well, that's good, though. At least you're doing something productive. Uh, <laughs> Patrick, what have you been up to? I've also been baking Pillsbury cookies. Pil- Pillsbury. Uh, Watching lots of movies and TV, and I am awesome in Mortal Kombat 11 now. Oh, Ooh. wow. Thinking of, going, thinking of going pro. Oh, nice. I, I could I've see been that. Ratchet and Clank. Oh, like, cool. Yeah, I don't know if anybody has ever played that. I'm sure lots of people have, but um, start no, with the first no, one. But you're the only one who's ever played it. That's right. That's right. Just for me. Just for me. And Squeaker, what have you been up to? Uh, a lot of TV, a lot of movies, um, cooking a little bit too. I try to get like groceries once a week and then just cook a couple nights a week. So yeah, that's good. But that's when smart. speaker says cook, he means meth. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, that's all right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, at least one of us is still making money. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah I, I'm making now, more money than ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, Kent. What have you been doing? Since this is kind of serving as our introductions, what have you been doing, Kent Smith? Uh, well, I, me, I've been working on the Leave creek. The oven story. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Other than other than trying to buy an oven, which is uh, almost impossible, <laughs> I've found. Uh, no, I've been actually working on a creek uh, that runs right beside our house, and um, kind of making it. What so exactly th- does working on a creek entail? Well, building the, it. Basically taking and putting because it runs so hard, the water runs so hard down. I mean, uh, we had the storm the other night and it, it, it looked like, um, I mean, it, it was full out, you know, probably uh, 10 feet wide and I don't know how much, yeah, it was, it's blazing down. So it basically has been eating up my bank on the side. And so what I've been trying to do is go in, turn it back into more putting rocks out of the, out of the Creek back up on the bank and making it, uh, and built steps that go down to it. So the kids can, in the neighborhood can kind of walk down and hang out in the Creek and get that kind of experience. So it's actually been really Creek. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yes, drop. Yeah. Click. You gotta clean that shit out because I'll probably be living there before long. Well, it's it's pretty nice yeah, except, for the, except for the except for the mosquitoes. The mosquitoes uh, are a little, can be a little bad, but it's been it's been really therapy. Nice. You know, it's kind kind of nice and, and therapeutic. Good, yeah. yeah, like I feel like because we have bamboo that grows up back there, so it's uh, it looks like you're in uh, the South Pacific, like you're in Korea. Uh, <laughs> 
with the mountains. Wow, so, uh, there's a transition. Yes, and so let's talk about it. So we, so we've got Laura here to, to, tonight. Truman, hello, and Patrick Keenan, hello, and Squeaker. And my name's Kent Smith, of course. <laughs> and we're talking about tonight. We're I'm super excited about this film. Um, to me, this was my favorite film of uh, last year, and I was just blown away. And I think, I think maybe Patrick and I we saw. Did you see it at the Charlotte Film Festival? Parasite. We saw it together. Yeah, we, we sat next to each other. <laughs> I thought we did. I just wanted to make sure. I only saw what forty two movies <laughs> over and then our friend uh, over I three know, or four you days. Saw, you saw more than I did. Yeah. <sighs> I couldn't remember Charlotte who. Film Festival. That's where it's at. It was. It was awesome. Um, what a great, great experience for everybody. Um, but yeah, we saw that there. It was the Sunday night final performance. It was. Fi- like in the final block. And uh, I had no idea what to expect because I had seen, uh, all right, let's fuck up names already. Uh, <laughs> Bong Joon-ho's uh, movie, The Host. Yes. Bong Joon-ho. It, watch your language. And uh, <laughs> he... Uh, it, the host was a monster movie, and then this is called Parasite. So I'm thinking, ooh, another monster movie like The Host, and it was not uh, a monster movie, no. as we will no. discuss soon. But man, was it fucking good! Uh, it's a, uh, it's a brilliant mind reading. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did not know what to expect. I didn't read anything about no. it. I knew there was a lot of fun, yeah. and it was not. It was not a horror movie. Yeah, I was the same way. I I was kind of tempted to want to like read a little bit about it, but I didn't. I just went other than just knowing that it was a movie that a lot of people loved. I, I yeah. had no clue anything about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good to go in cold like that. Well, I was familiar with yeah. a lot of his other films, so I, I I was really excited to see it. Matter of fact, I I was a uh, kind of jumped out of one film to to see this um, because it was to me it was the one I wanted to see. Um, but his other movies, uh, Memoirs of a Murder, to me is it's just phenomenal. I haven't seen that one. And, and, Mo- and Mother is another one that's just incredible that he did. Um, of course, he also did Snowpiercer. Uh, oh, which, that's right. I've seen that. Yeah, which I really, really liked a lot. Um, yeah. And this is a little bit like that in a in a way. You know, we're dealing with classes here. Um, oh yeah. You know, class struggle. Class right. struggle. Right, so we had, you know, we have that. Um, <laughs> what was that, Laura? Like struggle, like class struggle. It sounded like Sunday, 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 Sunday. Yeah, you made it sound really fun. <laughs> but, but you know, that's the thing. His movies are all a little bit different, each one of them. Um, but he has this sort of Hitchcock kind of. Um, feel to his film a lot of his films you know there's this sort of especially this one i you know i didn't know what to expect you know coming in with the name parasite i I mean what what was your first thoughts when you you hear you know parasite i mean you know you you think it's a horror film correct like everybody's saying and and then all of a sudden you start watching this film and you realize it's you know it's deeper uh and it has so much going on and then all of a sudden you're like you're caught into the story and then boom, action happens. And, you know, it took a long time to get to action though. I was like, Whoa, what, what am I, what, where's the, where's the blood? That's mm-hmm. what I was waiting. I was like, where's the blood? <laughs> and then when you get it, you're like, stop, stop with the yeah, blood. I was like, no, no, I didn't want this. <laughs> I thought it was going to be at first, uh, 
Kent, you might remember this movie, this amazing movie called The Bay. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I, I didn't particularly care for it, but that uh, was like about a parasite, an actual parasite. And right. One of these horror movies. It was done with, uh, was it, it wasn't Soderbergh, was it? It was somebody. Uh, I'd have to go back and look on that one. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm drawing a blank. But maybe uh, uh, Squeaker. It was all done found footage type of, uh, you know, type of, uh, it just was good. <laughs> yeah, I, it wasn't. It's not one that I. I it just blows me away uh, by no means on that side. So, no, no, no. Uh, so which which, um, which position did you realize? Like, oh, he's trying to get his entire family into this house. Like, did you know? Like, right after, because he started explaining, like, oh, I have a was it his cousin's friend or something, and you're like, okay, he's definitely talking about his sister. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, we were like, right okay, he's trying to get his whole family in there. You know, I didn't think that he was going to go for the whole family. I thought, well, it's just going to be one. And then, you know, it's going to, and, and I literally didn't know where this story was going to go. Um, because, you know, you're watching it and in the beginning, there's no set direction. It's sort of, you're seeing, you're, you're learning the family's dynamics, you know, that they live in a very, uh, low income type situation. Um, the Kim family and very, very low. Yeah. I mean like you can't get any lower. Like me out. Yeah. You can't get any lower (laughs) literally, um, without being underground. And then, you know, all of a sudden you've got this rich and I I thought this is the cool part about this film is that you've got the really rich and the really poor. And then you deal with how they, how do they deal with each other, you know, and that's, and how they look at each other and they're both parasites. Let's be honest. You know, both families are parasite, you know, the, the rich families are parasite on the, because they have to have, you know, the family, you know, the low income family, the Kim family cooking stuff for them and, and, and doing stuff for them. They, or they can't function. They're feeding off of each other. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, but, and you love and, and kind of dislike, all of the characters, like none of them, you can't get really behind any of them, but you can't really like hate any of them either. You're just like, oh, these are just real people. And you start to really care about them. Mm-hmm. It's all set up. Oh, did you feel for any of them? Say on, what? On either, did you feel for any of them on in either family? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're all still very human and they all care so much about their own families. Like, you know, they they kind of don't care about each other, but like their own little family circle is very tight knit and they're like not going to let anybody take anything away from them. They have a plan. Yeah, guess, yeah they have a yeah, plan. Very much so. And they ultimately the are, are doing everything. Right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're funny I, and they're warm and they're, you know, they you can tell that they love each other. Right, right. Yeah, and they're and they are you know a family that's taking care of the family, and um, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's really neat to see. Uh, I I really like of all the characters. I mean, the father, you know, um, uh, and and pardon me for not knowing all the the first names and all that, but the Kim father, um, you know, he I, I I resonated with him for some reason. I mean, he was my person that I was like caring for. You know, I was like there was just something compassionate about him, um, uh, all the way through that you just sort of like, even though he's, 
you know, he's he's lying and he's stealing. He has a style about it, you know, that's like you kind of like I'm for this guy, you know. Yeah, he's wholesome. Right, right. Like he's doing this thing, but he's also very wholesome and innocent. Um, th- one of the things that was kind of interesting to me was the staircases, the way this movie digs into the staircases and shows the, you know, the climb of the family, like, you know, using the family to climb up the staircases, down the staircases. Uh, Everyone's on a different level. Right, right. Yeah. And, and if you noticed in the very beginning that mainly all you see is the family coming or of the uh, Parks family, they're only coming up, you know, they're up the stairs situation, but they're always going higher. You know, they're just always going higher. Whereas when the, you see the other family, you know, the Kim family is always like, they're very, uh, you know, I mean, they're even where they're living is, you know, the water's running through the, you know, when it starts to rain, it comes into their apartment. Uh, it's at the bottom. They're at the bottom. No, actually the bottom is the, the guy who's been living for four years in the oh, sub basement. Yeah. Oh. So it goes, it goes even further down. God. And that dude is, uh, I can't remember his name. God. Stop with these Korean names already. I know. That's the bad thing about doing, you know, uh, American. Let's call him Joe. Joe, who lives in the basement. Yeah. Basement uh, he's Joe. at the lowest level. Lowest <laughs> level. Yeah. But he doesn't even know it. Like, he's so thankful for that basement life. Well, yeah, because that's, he had no choice. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd be thankful to live in Kent's Creek. <laughs> well, it's available. That, man. You're going to get there. And, and the great part is it's got bricks all the way down to it now. So it's. Uh, Ooh, fancy. Yeah. Are there stairs that you can climb down? Yeah, you can actually climb down the rock stairs now. So uh, <laughs> he wants you to go down. He wants you to be on the lower level. I know. There's only about <laughs> five, 500 salamanders down there, though. That's the only thing. Every time I've. All right. Yeah. I'll just have to sneak into your garage, yeah. which is bigger than my apartment. But uh, <laughs> damn, I'll talk about class struggle. <laughs> so. You know, this this film starts off with a, the Wi-Fi signal of, you know, they're sitting there trying to figure out how they, you know, what's going on. Uh, what do you think the, you know, the significance of, of all of that is? Well, they have to live off of somebody else's Wi-Fi. So it, it, they went up to their bizarre elevated toilet and finally found uh, <laughs> Wi-Fi from, from one of the neighboring stores. Well, and wifi, Wi-Fi is like a privilege. It's like... Not a utility like it should be, but because mm-hmm. everybody a, needs it, but they, you know, they got to go to the toilet corner to get it. Yeah. It's such a modern way of showing like being poor, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing. They all have phones. They, they have a shitty home and food is scarce, but they, each one of them has a phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really bizarre and it's pretty pretty apt it's pretty uh lifelike yeah yeah and i think you know i think that shows where they are on the the class level that you know they're having to share this you know or still basically that they're not afraid you know that's not something they're uncomfortable with so it sets the tone but it also 
gives you the dynamics of seeing the house that they live in, you know, all the background stories of it, as well as you've got your dad sitting there folding, you know, pizza pizza boxes, you know, and, you know, you know how much level you're making money there. You know, this is kind of like the, maybe the part-time job they're trying to accomplish in the beginning. So I think it does set the tone, but it also comes back to it, you know, in the end, because we, we start this way and then we kind of go to the Morse code, which is the simple, you know, you're sort of dropping back into time when you think about Morse code, you know, unless you're in the Boy Scouts, you know, you don't, there's not very many situations where we actually use Morse code anymore. Um, you know, but it is, unless you're on a, you know, an Island and, you know, you crashed and, you know, you're having to try to maybe send something off, but, I, I thought that I don't know Morse code, so I'd be I'd be fine. I would be too. I'd have to I'd have to I'd have to go back to my cell phone with the with the the with app the instructions for exactly Morse code. And uh, the only thing I know Wi-Fi. I know SOS. That's the only one. Yeah. Do you have to go to the toilet corner of the island to get the Wi-Fi to get the Morse code? Yeah, make sure you're up high on that toilet too, because <laughs> right, your head's sitting on the ceiling. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought one of the big scene or one of the big aspects in this film, it was actually the replacing of the, the house, um, the housekeeper, you know? So we, you know, once the, you know, everybody had sort of come in and the driver and all that, but the housekeeper was such a vital, uh, role to the whole house, you know, what she did. Um, when you were watching it, what was your thoughts on that whole scene of the, the takeover? First of all, it's a very bizarre allergy to me. Yes. Uh, and then the fact that uh, the father was in on it too with the the blood. Oh, the, the hot sauce! Hot sauce <laughs> to make it look like there was blood on it. It was really well done. So obviously, these guys are con men or e- equipped to think like con men. Yeah, because uh, that was very smoothly done. But I was like, yay. (laughs) You know, that's one of my my favorite scenes because when they're working on that and the montage of of all the aspects of, you know, coming up and getting the the peaches and doing the little slow motion of the, you know, of how they were going to set that tone of of breaking her. And, you know, it's, you know, you're showing, I, I think there's some like 60 scenes or something in that little montage of things. Um, that basically is all about getting rid of the housekeeper, you know, um, this film has got some really interesting things like that. They, how he handled that, you know, the slow motion aspects of it were done so well in there. Uh, so you became, and the music, the music became a figure in this movie at that point. And, and, and throughout the movie, I thought it, it really, the music's, if you took the music out of this film, I think it would be really good still, but man, the music makes it takes you to the next level with it. And, you know, that montage of scenes is just is outstanding because you become involved in it. And if I remember right, it's a classical music that's playing during that time. Um, And, you know, it just sort of has this, you know, kind of like, you know, something's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Um, It's a great tension builder. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even notice like, the music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it must have been good. Yeah. yeah, that's how you knew it was good. Yes. And that's the key is you know that you don't see the cuts, you don't feel the cuts. 
Um, I know there's a couple of cuts in there. I, I you know, early on where there's some, uh, some scenes and you can tell that they're slightly, uh, I've heard someone call it a Frankenstein move where there's, you know, they basically seem to sing two, two scenes together to make one. Um, and you see just the slightest movement of a background figure. Um, so, you know, the editing in this is great. Like, I, I don't think a lot of people talk about the editing in this film, but man, that's what makes this film is like the sharp cuts, the smooth cuts, the story, you know, but, but, but it, it's, why people don't say the editing's great because the story was great because the acting was great. It, I mean, it was really, uh, it's hard to pick one thing. So you just go give it to bong. bong yeah. rules. <laughs> I mean, he uh, it. Well, he, he's, he's a, you know, he's a, a master, um, uh, storyboarder. So he storyboards every shot out. He has every shot to the detail of how he wants them. And so, you know, that, that's one of the things, uh, that I, I say that he's a little bit like Hitchcock in, and the fact that Hitchcock was the same way, he had everything kind of planned out. He already had it. Um, and then, you know, he's precise about what he does on that. And I think it comes off and, and especially when you have a great editor, um, then that can make it even better because they know how to, you know, take those scenes that are done and, and seem, you know, seem them together, which is what she did in a couple of the scenes. So, or he, I'm not sure who actually edited this film, but. It did get a nomination, an Oscar nomination for editing. Mm-hmm. Um, Jinmo Yang mm-hmm. is the editor. So I don't know if that's a woman it's or squeaker. Pull out the Korean man. name. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. He but also, yeah, I think the story just pushes through. And I mean, if you had bad editing, definitely that would stand out. If you didn't have good acting, it would stand out. But the story, so it's, uh, I think that's why I didn't notice the music was the storytelling was so strong. I was so invested in these characters that I wasn't pulled pulled out and the music didn't uh, the only time really I remember music specifically or something like ravenous uh, that movie I can hear the song in my head all the time because it's <laughs> weird and it it it's the perfect song for that movie perfect theme song but it's you know banjo and like mm-hmm. weirdness and we gotta that one. oh yeah definitely well we'll get to that it's on my yeah. list it's on my list did anybody uh, did anybody notice the uh, the film about uh, of Hitchcock? There was a, a film in in this movie that has uh, in the background. Oh, I saw it too, and I don't. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, which is you know, he's showing that he's you know giving you know homage to you know the masters, uh, which I think he's it? a master in making this film because this is it's, this is this is one of the, I mean, it's one of my top 100 films all time already. And I, I think it, it's solid all the way through, uh, you know, and, and I've seen the progression of his, his style throughout the, the films that he's made and each one, he gets better and better, but this one was just brilliant. Um, yeah, it absolutely deserved. What, the- what, was the, what was the Hitchcock, uh, footage that was playing? Uh, it wasn't the footage. It was actually like a DVD, uh, that was on the shelf. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, little, little small thing that he did. And at first time I was like, I didn't really see it, but then I, I went back and was, you know, reading some reviews and stuff about him and Hitchcock. And then I watched again and I was like, Oh, there you go. So, uh, um, you know, here's nice giving it back. So, um, you know, I'd say the next thing, you know, that really stood out to me, uh, was, is the ghost and the noodles, you know, I mean, um, uh, the, uh, Ramadan, um, 
you know, so when they, they're sitting there, they come back, you know, you've had all this, the families, uh, as a matter of fact, let's talk about the family partying in the house. I mean, that kind of ties right in right after this, but you know, what motherfuckers drink (laughs) wild party. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, was that not fun to watch them though? You kind of were like, you were excited for them and you know, at the same time you're watching a train wreck happening, you know, they're, they're getting a little bit too comfortable, uh, way too comfortable, too fast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At the same time, you're like, wow, they really deserve this. These poor people, they they pulled it off. All of them are, you know, all four of them are now embedded in the, the running of the household. And you're like, good for them. They get all drinking. And then the doorbell rings and then you go, Oh shit. And that, and that was a that was kind of surprising to me, to, you know, because I wasn't expecting her to come back. And then I was Much like, "Let's come back and go." My husband lives in the basement. <laughs> by the way, by the way, BTW. Yeah, yeah. My husband. That scene where he went downstairs, or somebody went downstairs and sees her like propped up, trying to push the the bookcase over. Uh, and she's just like hovering in the air. <laughs> that was classic. Uh, classic. <laughs> like. I mean, that's some good stunt double right there because, you know, I mean, when I watched that, I was just, I kind of, and that's the thing about this film. You don't laugh out loud on anything, but you sort of chuckle. I did, I did too. You (laughs) chuckle a lot throughout it. You know, there was like, to me, it wasn't like these moments where I was just like, you know, laughing, you know, control, uncontrollable, but they're like moments and you just laugh and you're like, Oh my god! Okay, I can see that. But that's one where I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" You know, yeah, uh, funny, very funny. Yeah. Well, what was your favorite? You know, favorite moments during this? You know, I mean, this this scene here alone. You know, you've got all this. Uh, is, is there anything that you feel like you need to talk about about that scene? It was very tense. It had a like a feel kind of like older movies or old sitcoms of where they're hiding and they, they're not going to get caught, but they keep sneaking around when they have an opportunity to kind of get away just for a second, but then they have to go back and then they're all back under the table. Um, it was kind of familiar, yeah. but it was, it still kind of felt original and, and, and it was cool. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think that's a good thing. Cause he, he's, you know, it, there's some things about it that I, I really kind of like, my mind goes, well, there's a lot of broken glass and you're going to be laying under the table. Wouldn't that have some effects? But I kind of like just said, you know what? I'm going with it. I feel, you know, you don't feel taken out of the story. Um, don't be a hater. Right. Just go with it. <laughs> That's right. Um, Let's go with it. But that yeah. scene also had something else come up is when they're under there and they start talking about the smell of the Kims and, and just the look on his face as he's, he's laying there. Hearing and, that. and that's to me, that's where you start to see the turn, you know, mm-hmm. and that's where you start to see that. Okay. You know, at this point you've kind of like, even though they're, you know, they have different positions in life, but you start to see, okay, you know, they're underneath the couch uh, the family's on, you know, on the top, you know, uh, the park family is on the couch. Um, you know, the son's outside on the, in the, in his tent and, you know, there's that, that dynamic, which I, I thought was great. And the, and the sex scene breaks out. 
um, which I thought was was so unique to this, and it it's what set this story to the next level. And and when I was watching it, this is the part where I went, "This is an advanced filmmaker," because he's taken a, a script and he says, "You know what? We're going to throw something in that you think you've seen, but I'm going to literally undercoat it." with the fact that it's it's really about the two classes being on top of each other you know mm-hmm. on top you know and and the you know the, the the Kim family um you know just being on the on the bottom and then your parks family being on the top and they're so close close enough that you can smell them and that became a character you know of the smell and and the part that sort of set the dad over the edge you know sort of yeah <laughs> at this point in the movie it I hasn't set him sort of it hasn't set him over of. yeah but okay. it but it is coming to you know it's starting to to show and it's starting to show Ooh. its effect on him and he can put up with a lot but the smell is just that's the line that's it's that's too much when you also kind of get the it's an attack, it's a yeah. it's a bigger attack than there are poor people. Attack. There's poor people like me. There's rich people like Kent. Yeah. And uh, you know, <laughs> we can get along. But if he talks about my smell, it's on. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. getting a knife in his chest when they, <laughs> when they were trying to figure it out. And they were like, "Oh, we'll just wash our clothes and different things," not realizing it. It's just like the smell of where they live. It's just their entire like it, it's almost it is yeah the smell of their class, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> It right. permeates everything. Yeah, and that you know, and it, and even to the fact of watching them smell their clothes, and you know, I mean, we've all done that. You know, let's be honest. You know, you've been out, you, you and and someone says, "Well, what's that smell?" And you literally, you know, your first thing is to smell yourself. You know, <laughs> to say, "Did I forget the deodorant?" Uh, you know, but uh, actually, my, literally, the first thing I do is I go, "It's you." Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I've been there, Patrick. I know. And it usually it was me. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my friend's kids smell like they they don't bathe as often as they should. Sometimes they let they, they let get away with them uh, from them, and uh, they smell like old pennies. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Uh, <laughs> there's worse things to smell like, but they, they yeah. smell like bad pennies. It's it's awesome. Yeah. And you yeah. kind of go, ooh. <laughs> it's a vivid That's, smell like you say old pennies and i know what that smells like like instantly exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> What do you guys think about the relationship between Dahe and Kevin? She's a slut. No, she's not a slut. She just Next likes question. Kissing. <laughs> she likes kissing and she likes university boys. She likes kissing her tutors. Well, that, right. She doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's interesting that, you know, they both fell in love with her, you know, uh, maybe she was the, you know, the issue because they fell in love with her and bad she's things. She's just irresistible. Right. What's going to happen when that other guy comes back from being abroad, man, he is going to be <laughs> confused about what happened. 
Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when yeah. he reads it in the paper. You know? <laughs> a little little uh, craziness happened at that house. Uh, They're going to have explaining to do for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's the thing in this film is there's 960 different shots. So uh, the average film made today, there's about 12, 50, 12 uh, about 1,250 shots. The thing that I really liked about this film is the way he held shots and stayed with them, but his camera movements, you know, he used a lot of really cool camera movements. Um, and the way he kind of pushed in early, um, uh, made you kind of care about the characters. You didn't, you didn't overly care about a lot of them, but you cared enough that you wanted to know what else was going to happen. Am I right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, his use of pans, he uses a lot of that in this. And, and I think the pans are there to tell stories and, and to bring new information to it. I think one of the big things when we start talking about this is the flood, you know, the flood becomes this big, almost, uh, is almost a character in itself. The house is a character, the floods, a character. There are all these little characters that push the story, the flood being, you know, after that happens, you know, and they're, they're out of the house, they think they've survived. The flood becomes this almost like another character. What did you guys think when you first saw that happen and the, and the water was running down the stairs? What would you think was going to really happen there? I thought there were a shit ton of stairs. Like I thought when he, when he got down to the bottom of the first set of stairs, I thought, oh, well, he's there. And then, like, he's got to go even lower and lower. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're at the bottom, and it is filling up fast. A, a, a lot of metaphor there in, in, that, yeah. in that statement. And also, the thing that I thought was interesting, because in the beginning of the film, you don't realize how far they are away from living. You know, you think, oh, they're just right down the street living. Uh, and, and I think as a director, I think he wanted you to say, you know, they're not as close as you think to being alike, you know, and he, he does a lot of these little metaphor type situations. And that's, this is one of them where you realize they live a long ways away, yeah. you know, and they have to climb those stairs all the time. And now they're going down, you know, because everything's turned to shit for them basically. And, and these, these, this metaphor just is sitting right on them, you know, I thought it was interesting to watch the one scene where you see his feet and the water is just blazing down his feet, you know, um, uh, Kevin. And, you know, there's almost this pause and they get to the bottom of the steps and he's like, How, what are we going to do? What at that point, what were you what was going through your mind? You know, they're at the bottom of the steps and, you know, they're they're, they're trying to figure out what happened here. You know, How are we going to address this? what did you think was going to happen and how did you think they were going to come and and make the adjustments? I was like, just keep running, man. Just keep running. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought. Like, I mean, I thought don't go back to the house because you're (laughs) destined. Right. I mean, (laughs) yeah, they look like rats running from the, the floods. Mm hmm. And then, you know, I'll be honest, when when their apartment or whatever it is was filling up with water, I was like, that's probably the cleanest it'll ever be. (laughs) 
I don't think that place has ever been clean. And then I started going like, I hope they get all their valuables, which is four phones. <laughs> which they have with them. I mean, yeah. So it's, it's really bizarre because it seems like this, you're like stressed for them at first. And you're like, well, what are they really losing? I mean, they're now they're going to have mold in their apartments can be nasty and gross, but what do they have? It was what, Laura? It was sewage water. So there's, there's that. Yeah, there was a lot of coming yeah, out of the right, commode yeah. there. There was, uh, and Black the fact water. that she went to get her, she went to get her cigarettes and just sit there and kind of like try to smoke to to deal with the smell. That was her valuable that she saved was the <laughs> the cigarettes, the cigarettes from above the ceiling panel or whatever mm-hmm. it was. All I could think was when um when they each kind of went back to the other house in the following scenes is they had nice like clean clothes on and I was like, how did that happen? Me too. I wondered that too. I did too. Mm-hmm. Well, they'd been they they spent the night at the um I, I don't know what it would be called the gymnasium. Gymnasium, yeah. And yeah. then they were giving out clothes, so I just assumed that that's where they grabbed some clothes, and you know, and you just kind of fast forward to the moment of them. But what I thought about was, it's kind of in the same context. Is now I don't know that they would have gotten a shower. <laughs> And they've just been in all that sewage. Yeah. So now their smell has got to be, you know, especially since that's a, a, a character in this movie is the smell. Yeah. That has got to be extremely, extremely bad. And she didn't notice it riding around with the car, in the car with him all day. She didn't right. notice it until the very end. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she like, did. She sort of, you know, okay, <laughs> let's roll there was the window down. Contempt. That right. he has. Like it's it's always got to do with the smell. Mm-hmm. And that riles him up too when she rolls down the window. So let's get to st- I mean this the the party. I mean, this is when chaos just literally goes absolutely crazy. You know, you've got everything happening. You've got Kevin that goes downstairs with the rock. Um what what kind of aspects were you think was going through Kevin's head at that point when he was carrying a, a you know, basically a rock that's, you know, kind of thought to be like the success. And here he is going to, you know, he's going to carry it down and try to kill somebody with it. Yeah. And, you know, what was going through your mind when you saw that scene? To me, it was funny because it happened right after his mom was about to go down there or, was it the mom or the sister? One of the two was the about sister. to go down bring, yeah, bring to them, take the food. Bring them some food, yeah. So it was right after that um, you see him go down there. It's just like how different it would have been had she gone down instead of him in a couple ways. Like, yeah. would he have been happy with the food or would he have attacked the girl instead? Yeah, that could have changed the whole, you know, the dynamic of, the, of what happened because, you know, if you came down and you were, hey, look, you know, we're – we're trying to appease this situation with food. Instead, he's, you know, a brick come, or a rock comes flying down. He drops it and it goes down. I, at that point, I was like, oh, shit. It's, yeah. it's, this has gone downhill, literally. <laughs> and, you know, your success is over. And I, I just didn't expect it to turn to the, the noose around the neck. Um, that was one of my favorite shots in the movie was when you see the ooh. noose come up and you know it's going to go around his head, but you're uh-huh. just waiting for that moment. <laughs> and then you say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scary. It's scary. 
And, and think about it. You know, what would you do if you were in that situation and you were captive down there and your wife had just died, basically? Uh, you know, what would you do? I mean, I you would do the same thing. I don't care if he was bringing food or not. I'm going to be trying to, you know. Eat her. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no choice. No choice but to eat his dead wife. <laughs> now, Patrick's just definitely like a carnival on that. Uh, <laughs> and the funny thing is, I don't eat meat. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but he's changed his mind now. He's ready to eat the next person that kills his no, wife. No, but if I was him, lived there for four, four years, I would, I would eat my dead wife. What, and think about that. You've been living there for four four years. Your brain has got to be in another place, right? I mean, yeah, like he wasn't quite right in the head. Like I, and I yet maybe, he remembered Morse code, right? <laughs> maybe they could have negotiated with him with food. Like I think that was the only way to get through to that guy. And maybe a toilet brush so he could clean that little bathroom because I bet it's never been cleaned. Probably not. <laughs> no. Although it didn't look as um, bad as you know. The didn't look as bad as as public restrooms, but you know. Yeah. And I've this seen worse. And this ad's <laughs> been brought to you by Lysol. You know, for the for the next which time is, you need, <laughs> which is what we're all drinking tonight. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, and let's speak of what we're drinking. Speaking a lot, you know, we haven't even talked about that. What's everybody drinking tonight? We've got. Uh, Everybody's at their home, so we've got a little different dynamic than when we were in one location. Uh, Squeaker, what you drinking over there? Um, got a little white claw. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and Laura, what you got going on over there? Uh, I I am going alcohol free with the Aha caffeinated sparkling water. It's oh, delicious. that's great. That's great. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Patrick, are you drinking anything, or are you just hanging out? I just finished my dad's root beer. Oh, there you a go. splash of vanilla in it. There you go. That's good. <laughs> I don't want to be drinking during uh, this quarantine. Yeah, well, that's smart, you know, because we've got to be a little more uh, cautious than normal. So, uh, But in my case, I'm drinking a little Maker's Mark over here. I <laughs> Your words are slurring to you. I, we have to be a little bit I like to say we're like doing a little drinking over here. No, um, <laughs> Uh, when I work a tough day down at the creek, I yeah. come home and have some maker. Mark. That's exactly right. <laughs> Talk about Korean. And I didn't. And I didn't have any. Well, America. I thought I had a little <laughs> a Korean whiskey, but obviously it was a Japanese whiskey. So we had to go to Maker's Mark, which I prefer. Obvious <laughs> to some of us, not, not so obvious to others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I didn't read the label, <laughs> which uh, says fine Japanese whiskey. Very. Very fine. So, uh, <laughs> it's, um, Korean. it's Korean. So, ghost. So the ghost. Yeah, let's talk about ghost. I mean, you know, scaring that little boy. What was the little boy's name again? Evan. No. Uh, Daisun. 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 So Evan, I got to confuse. Oh my god, this is as bad as you thinking that whiskey was Japanese. I start confusing the character names with uh, fresh off the boat characters. <laughs> <laughs> Which I freaking love, love that sitcom. Can't get enough of it. I hear but, it's anyway. really funny. You what? I hear it's really it's, funny. It's hysterical. I love that show. Anyway, back to uh, what's the kid's name again? Daisong. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, right. He's a spoiled little bastard, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but he's kind of cool. I like him. I like. I, I'll be honest with you. His paintings are pretty daggone good. Um, I was impressed. I mean, like, now is he a genius? I don't know, but he's definitely got some uh, 
you know, the, the bipolar thing going on probably there. Um, it's expressive and, and a little and bit schizophrenic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just is he a genius? No, he's not. <laughs> no, no. But maybe he's seen Ghost. So, and maybe this ties back to why he's having these, you know, experiences. Uh, imagine if you were in first grade and you came down and you were eating your cake. and With you your know, hands on the floor like you do. Right. Of course. You know, I, I do. I, 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 mean, do. That, I yeah. never do that. You're and, doing that right now, Laura. And I then, yeah, yeah, Laura's <laughs> doing that right now. And um, Cake eater. It's so, uh, you know this has got to be traumatic for him and his experience, you know, and that, and I think that was a good tying point of, you know, how they brought in the characters. Um, and then it comes into the final, you know, the, the kind of the, I won't say the final scene, but you know, one of the, the major scenes here is the, the party, you know, the birthday party. So, you know, the themed oh, birthday party, right. You right. know, and, and, and what 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 was the theme? Or what what was the purpose of the party? What was the occasion? It was his birthday. I think. It's his birthday. Yeah, it's his birthday. Oh, I thought it was a year since he had, uh, rec- like it was a year of recovering from the traumatic incident, type of thing. Uh, Maybe no, I got that. Well, wrong. I didn't think it was his birthday. I you know, it could. It, it, it actually could be both because it, yeah. the the birthday oh, cake. That's right. Yeah. And the fact that that's when he saw the ghost, and that's when he right. had his, you know, his um, attack that he had. I think his mom had said something like, "It's the uh, the year that he has made it from his traumatic experience, whatever she was calling it, his uh, his seizure." Yeah, seizure, and then seizure. of course, and then of course, when it all all goes down, and he sees, you know, his ghost. Well, let's, let's when he sees his ghost, uh, you know, he has a, a, one of my favorite scenes is when he just falls out. <laughs> he falls backwards. He falls but backwards. That, yeah. There's before that. Uh, oh no! Before that happens. Oh fuck it! Let's just start again. Oh, we're still recording, Patrick. <laughs> no one, no one, no one else. Just because okay, we so lost the Zoom doesn't me mean finish, we're like. Me finish my yeah, there. let's just keep <laughs> going. Um, there's the scene where there, uh, the Mr. Park and Mr. Kim have got the little headdresses on, and they're going to come out and pretend that they're the. That's called the Indians. Uh, Indians. Yes, playing Native Americans. Thank mm-hmm. you, Ken. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, the bow, uh, the bow, not the dot. And the, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Drink some more of that uh, Korean whiskey. Uh, But there's that part where Mr. Kim doesn't look that thrilled about the whole thing and looks at Mr. Park and goes, you really, you really do love her. And he goes, listen, you're getting paid extra for this today. Mm -hmm. And it was just this real snippy uh, thing that you, and, you're just kind of like, wow, he kind of is a douche. Because you kind of waver back and forth, or the parks, rich douches, or what's going on. But uh, he was very douchey at that point. And then, of course, the scary guy from the basement comes out and makes the kid pass out backwards. And then <laughs> knives come out and spits and whatever you can stab people with. Yeah, and I think that was that was kind of interesting to watch all of that unfold in such a quick it escalated it, it, very quickly. It, it literally <laughs> went, and I, I mean, I was thinking like, okay, this is going to be a full out attack on you know the guy that's been hanging out in the basement, you know, the ex employee, um, and then you know the smell comes into play, mm-hmm. 
and then boom, here we are instantly. This this dynamic changed, you know, uh, completely and super fast. Yeah. So what's the order of people get? So the daughter gets stabbed by a basement man, and then uh, the kid passes out. Yep. And they're trying to, and Mr. Park is saying, give me the keys to the car. Then we get that smell thing, right? Or is the wife already gone after the, the basement guy? So a whole lot happens in a short period of time. Uh, without a doubt. Um, even And then, uh, and then the, the uh, Kim mother takes the spit or the, whatever the steak is that they were cooking the meat on. And stabs basement guy. It's just crazy. It's just like all this shit happens all at one time. You're like, I thought this was a nice little drama. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, the melodrama went away real quick, like there. Uh, oh yeah, it did. You know, when he came up from the basement, uh, and and you know he, he first of all he's you know he's got the noose around Kevin and Kevin breaks free and he runs up, and then at that point I was like, okay. W- where is this going? And then of course I'm like, there's no way that he's going to actually, you know, club him with the, the, you know, <laughs> over the top of the head, but he mm-hmm. goes into it. And it's it, at that point, you know, there's blood all over the place and it's on his face. And I'm not even sure where the blood came from. Was it in the beginning when he came up? Um, but it, inst- oh, I thought it was from, I thought it had to do with his wife. It had to, right. I mean, he was maybe, yeah. you know, that's the only thing I could think of. Um, but, uh, and, you know, but it instantly, uh, um, you know, escalates like super fast at that point. It really escalates and he's like getting himself all psyched up to go out there and cause some chaos. Bad news. Bad news. See, it took me a second to remember this while I was watching it, but the reason he was all bloody in his face is because he had been banging his head on the light switch thing, um, doing the Morse code. Right. That's right. Right. That's right. Hey, I could see that. Yeah. You can if you watch the movie. Yeah, you literally have to watch it. Yeah. You have to watch the movie, Camp. <laughs> all this watching the movie stuff is I know, there should overrated. Be a new no, you don't just get to read about it on IMDb and, and on the Google. Yeah, that's all you need, you know. <laughs> I've got another. I'm reading an- another book, so I don't need uh, to read any more information. So, um, <laughs> that's enough in itself. Uh, I'm reading Chaos right now, so uh, which is about Manson. It's pretty interesting, and if you guys haven't read it, it's outstanding. I thought it was about the evil organization that gets smart was fighting. Mm. <laughs> that would be a good one. It would so, be. Um, so, you know, what do you think about the last, uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, the, the last, the dream of the house. I mean, you know, the, because at the very end of this film, you know, it, it it's, it's interesting. You have the Morse code that's coming from the dad, you know, from the basement because he's hiding out in the basement. And then you've got the son's letter back to, to his dad. You know, what were your thoughts on this, this aspect of it? It got weird and dreamlike, but then you started going, 
are we watching what happens? Or is this still him just saying, what I'm going to do is become rich? And then you go, oh, wow, it was really easy for him to get rich. He's going to buy that house. Oh, we bought that house. And now his dad to come out into the light. And it gave me that same feeling of, uh, you guys have seen The Descent? Yes. Yes. There's a, a few different endings on that. Uh, uh, but there's one ending where she gets out of the the caverns that she's been fighting off these mutant creatures in and you're like, yay, she's alive. And then you realize she was fantasizing it and she's right back in the bottom of the cave and it's traumatic. It's terrible. That was a great ending. It was really great ending. Uh, Not the theatrical one. They didn't go with that. They they think American audiences could handle that. So instead they had her get out. And then as she's driving the truck away, her dead friend says something to her and she turns and there's a dead friend. What the fuck? Anyway, I haven't seen that. I'd like to see that actually. It's on the, uh, it's in the special features. Oh, okay. uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't buy the film, but I I enjoyed that. The hell's wrong with you. Yeah. Scary movie. I watched it on uh, Amazon so or one of them. I don't know, HBO or one of them. I don't know what it was. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't have that mm-hmm. option for you. Uh, but that it, that's what the ending felt like to me. I'm going like, are we seeing the the happy ending that's not real? And then we're going to go, oh, man, which is what happens. Mm-hmm. I liked even before that, though, there was a little bit of levity when he woke up from in the hospital and was laughing. <laughs> he was like, I couldn't stop laughing at everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I thought that was good. There's a, you know, that's the one thing. There's a, there's enough um, comical, you know, moments in this film that pull you back, and I think that's a good thing. That, you know, you've had this crazy, you know, garden party massacre, um, and then you Ooh. come into this nice little, uh, you know, almost comical moment where he's waking up from, you know from surgery and, and, you know, he's laughing at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, that's a, that's a nice touch to the film and that makes you kind of, and then you jump into the, you know, the, the dad story, you know, and you just, you feel for him, you know, you're feeling kind of crazy. And then like you said, Patrick, you know, you don't know if this is actually what's actually happening, you know, when Kevin's talking that, that this mm-hmm. is, that he's, you know, he's, this because i've got him dressed up in a nice suit but it's all his thoughts of what he's going to do right. it's his plan and that's the whole thing this movie is all about you know, what's your plan you know what is your what's your what's your plan what what do you mm. have set you know and they're this you know we didn't even talk about this, this is the con movie i mean yeah. you know it is it's it's one of the the great con movies that we've seen uh you know and i don't know in a long time um, you know, I'm trying to think of the one with Paul Newman. Um, that the was hustler, the hustler, sting. the sting, <laughs> oh, the sting. Yeah, that's sting. right. The sting. The sting. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what this is a little bit like, but with, you know, uh, an ending that's just nothing like any of those, you know? So, but it is a con. I mean, all the way through they're conning their way through, you know, they're convincing them that, Hey, you know, this is the real, you know, who we are. And yet that's not the case. It's it's almost like uh, the lady killers in a way. It's you know this this new group of people coming in and telling you what's you know how it's going to be, and this is you know this is your new life, and we're going to be here and in your face, <laughs> and then it, it's all just a con. 
It's mm. so many different movies rolled into one. It really is. I mean, it has the 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 stairs it has that feel of Psycho and you know, and the use of that, you know, with the way they've kind of you know foreboding aspects of it. Um, I was thinking about. Um, I mean, it's such an original story. If this had been a new filmmaker and this was their first script they'd ever written, would this have been made as easily as someone who had already had a few projects under their belt? No way, no way you could do that because first of all, they built this house, this house, both, both the house, each house, you know, the Kim's and the Parks house were built. Uh, the, the Kim's house is, you know, is a set, um, a hundred percent. And then they built the actual house for the Parks house. Um, and, you know, listening to, uh, you know, the director talk about this. He, he basically, they had, you know, he went back and forth with an architect in between the set designer and, you know, was, you know, trying to work out details. And they, he was like, I need this. And they were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not possible. Like he knows I need it. So they kept going back and forth and back and forth because he was writing these, you know, these stories that he needed this house downstairs and he needed to go down and the way it, you know, and, and, and yet the architects like this, this is not possible. Like this is not okay, you know, but they made it work. And even the windows, the windows alone were very interesting because, uh, from, a, a filmmaking side, this was sh- shot at like, um, uh, the, that two thirty nine to one, uh, aspect ratio. And the windows are basically designed in the same aspect. If you, I don't know if you guys noticed how wide the film was, you know, which is added to the, to the, the beauty of it. Um, but also the windows were the same way. And so when you were looking out those windows, you know, when the family was inside and they were looking out in the yard, you know, at how beautiful it was, you know, that was just showing that other aspect. Whereas when they were looking out their window at their house, it was basically the same aspect ratio, but the view was not nearly as pretty, you know, mm-hmm. for them. So, you know, that, that was pretty clever so i don't think that you know you know going back to squeaker back to that aspect i don't think you're a young you're not going to get the money to make you know build a house one you know if you're a young filmmaker um whereas he's already a veteran and you know a skilled artist at it you know he, he was able to but you also save money because most of this takes place in the house and so you know it it that's a that's a big savings in a sense i don't know what it costs to make that part i know they made this film for i think about 11 million dollars and grossed about 260 million um uh which is crazy you know uh that's great and now it's going to be a six hour mini series on hbo right and i can't wait for that yeah Yeah. oh wow i I hope they use the same uh do you think they'll use the same cast or they from what i understand they're just taking the concept of you know of what's the lower class, upper class and Mm -hmm. struggle to build a story. So I don't know exactly. And I don't want to, you know, be quoted on any of it because I I don't know. Um, I know that that's, that's like his bond. It's not going to be going to work on it. He's going to be involved in it. Yes. But I I don't think that it's going to be, um, you know, exact story of these, you know, like a remake of this film, you know? Oh, okay. So, uh, which is great (laughs) because I'd hate to see that. I think that would be a, a, you know, a big mistake, you know, in my opinion. He's doing pretty well. I mean, I yeah. got the Snowpiercer series, and now, now they'll have this series. Yeah. There's a Snowpiercer series? There is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I got to see that. Huh. I don't know. Where can I, I watch it started, that? It started late last year. 
Really? Where can I watch that, Squeaker? In Squeaker's mind. Print. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of want to see that myself. It's um, available on Pornhub. Pornhub. on <laughs> TNT. That's called Squeaker 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's on uh, TNT. Wow. TNT? TNT. TNT still exist? It's got they Jennifer Connelly. Do. Oh, wow. About the only. Okay. You had me at Jennifer Connelly. David Diggs. I know him. 10 years ago. Had me there. Oh, actually, it hasn't started yet. So the premiere is May 17th. <laughs> so we should watch a show that has not aired yet. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm there. Yeah. I, mean, I heard up. about it like a year and a half ago, I feel like. And I'm, I guess it's just finally now coming on. Hmm. Huh. So let's, now that we're, you know, kind of rolled into this, let's talk about what have you guys been watching lately? Uh, Patrick, how about you? I've been going back to my childhood and watching stuff. Last night I watched FX. Uh, I watched My Bodyguard the other night, <laughs> which I used to love that movie. Uh, HBO used to show the same movie over and over again. I'm trying to find this movie. Laura might actually be the only one who knows it. It was actually a Disney movie that showed on HBO over and over again. It was their first PG movie that Disney did, and it was called Takedown, and it starred Edward Herman. Oh, yes, yes. As the yes. teacher who was unqualified yes. to coach the wrestling team, and the head wrestler who had a lot of problems was Lorenzo Lamas. Oh. And the only other <laughs> cast member I remember is Stephen First. And I saw this movie so many times. I watched I it once. Can't find it. Can't yeah. find it anywhere. Can't find it. I will it. find this movie for you. Awesome. Wait, wait, but yeah, wait, I've been watching I've been watching older things. Oh, and I watched uh Extraction. Tried to watch yeah. Extraction last night. Did you not like it? Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. it. The problem was we had tornado warnings every 15 minutes. Oh. Uh, yeah. And I kept like going, son of a bitch. I got to give Sam Hargrave a, 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 he's basically a stunt, the, the director on that is a stunt coordinator. And, right. and um, but he, I thought he did, a, you know, it, it's an action packed film. Uh, it's all action for the Chris most part. Hemsworth does a great of- job in it. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's, it, you know, it's so well done on that side of it. I, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was, you know, I was like, I don't think it's like a, uh, um, like a, a nine or a 10 on a scale of, you know, of 10, but um, no, 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 but it was, uh, it was it's entertaining. A friend, a friend recommended it and she goes, it's a lot of action. Mm-hmm. She goes, so it's easy to watch. And then I told her today, I went, tried to watch it, but, uh, and I did see the last half hour, maybe un, like untornado hindered. And uh, she goes, well, just turn it on again. She goes, it's not like you're going to not follow what's going on. You know, the basic premise to the movie and it's, you know, you know, just you go, just go, go. You hit the the play button again, and it and it plays, Patrick. You know, right? But I had finished watching it. Oh, okay. I, I watched the end of it. Like it got to the point we had so many tornado warnings that I oh, I know went, it. I just left the TV on, and I went, well, the TV goes. Insurance is going to buy me one that's a little bit bigger. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Laura, what about, you what what have you, what have you been watching? Um, Shit's great. I, I I have been watching a lot of Schitt's Creek. Um, Schitt's Creek. I also have been watching um, What We Do in the Shadows, the TV show. Oh, I watched it, the pi- the first episode of that. Oh, it's so fun! It's so fun. They're on season two now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I told you guys this. I know Patrick knows, but I watched Dune for the first time the other wow. day. Wow! The David Lynch one. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, David David Lynch. Lynch. Uh, Yes. Which is a guilty pleasure movie of mine. When it came out, everyone was like, what the fuck is this? Because everyone has these, you know, it was then that I knew that Paul Atreides was the Muad'Dib. <laughs> and, you know, all these external, like these voiceover monologues and people just ripped that movie apart. And I was so an usher. Tore it apart. Tore it an apart. usher in a movie theater that was showing it. And we handed out pages, like these glossary sheets so that people could hopefully <laughs> keep up with what's going on. Because there's a lot of information squeezed within the two hours of that movie it was like a 12 hour movie crammed into a two hour movie it was and i still love it i bought it like a couple years ago and i pull it out every month or two and go yay i think it's really a good movie i mean i i think i i'd still every time i watch it i'm just like i can't believe that people just trashed it the way they did because they they just tore it apart when it came out in the theaters and it just was it was I mean, well, I mean, David Lynch is an acquired, you know, he's acquired different taste yeah. because people still talk about Eraserhead as the movie where the little, what was the little bird doing the dance? Yeah. Uh, like a little quail or something mm-hmm. that gets up and you know, when people boil that movie down to that, that's weird. That's yeah. Weird. They don't get it. <laughs> well, this white Blue Velvet. Velvet. Uh, Blue Ribbon. So good. Pabst Blue Ribbon, which would make all the hipsters happy yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Squeaker, what have you been watching? Um, so I finished uh, a Better Call Saul, the, the season that just ended. Oh, how'd you like it? I thought it was good. Um, it it didn't I feel like more. an alley episode. It felt more just like it, they could have just had another episode next week and it would have continued right That's along. how I felt, too. I was like, because I want more of where they are right now. And it's just not, they only do, what, 10 episodes a season. Yeah. And I'm ready I mean, for good all the shit the to happen. One. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Definitely. I was watching the uh, the Chicago Bulls documentary. Do you see me on there? Uh, were you in the picture? I, yeah. I thought I saw that picture you had posted with. Was it the baseball picture? Yeah, it was when I was. Uh, it was uh, Babe Ruth team, uh, Parker's in, in Wilmington, and I'm the I'm the little guy in the very front on the left uh, on that. I was 13, and and of course Michael was 15 at that time, so. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You had a little grumpy face in that picture. Uh, you know what? I remember that, and I remember our every our coach told us is like, make sure you give your serious look. I don't want to see any like. <laughs> and we had this great. Uh, our coach was he's one of the best. He's still one of the people that I, I just think about how how impressive he was with uh, inspiring all of us. And and we had some amazing players on that team. Uh, and and it was just interesting to see it pop up on the screen because I hadn't seen it in 25 <laughs> years and all of a sudden it popped up and I was like, Holy cow. You know? So it was kind of cool. Um, yeah. And that, I thought I enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the whole, you know, documentary. I can't wait for tonight. I think it actually comes out, uh, on Sunday night, uh, the third and fourth come out. So it's really, yeah. it's really good. Um, what else I'm ready for that Beastie Boys documentary? It's out. I believe it came out on Apple TV. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. It's, oh, I thought it was still, I thought they were still just because uh, uh, I have Apple TV now. That's um, uh, Spike Jones, right? Uh, directed. Yeah, I think yeah. I think, so. I think it I, just it came out. out. I have a friend who watched it um, yeah. the other day. Ooh, I got so much to watch. Yeah, um, mm. I watched. Uh, I watched Waco. Has anyone seen that yet? I tried. I started watching the first episode. And I went. I Stay know. with it. It's 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 very entertaining. It's it's. Uh, I at first I, I was the same way. I almost was like, I don't know if I want to keep digging through this to make it it's only like six parts i think or 
And um, but oh and, really? Yeah, and but I, I altogether, it's one and done. One it's and it's done. a one and done, and uh, kind of like yeah. the the you know yeah once you you know the they burn. I guess yeah. I guess. You know you kind of <laughs> you kind of can't keep going back to it. You know I don't know. Um, bastards, they killed him. Uh, that's true. That's true. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it it's it's actually entertaining, and, and I really enjoyed it, and I learned a lot about that that situation that I didn't know. And it tells it from two different perspectives. So it's based off two books and they come from uh, the negotiator side and then they come from, you know, basically. Is Michael Shannon the negotiator? Yes. And he's he scares me. So good in this. He scares me. Every time I see him, I'm like, you're so bad good, news, mister. And <laughs> Taylor Kitsch plays uh, Mr. Waco. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mr. And he uh, and it comes from the other side comes from him. So you've got these two, you know, two sides brought together in this story. And I, I thought it was really well done. I mean, it's a very good, I think it's getting great ratings right now on, uh, I've heard um, a few people talking about it. I don't yeah. know. Uh, the other one I the watched is, um, outer banks, um, which is, oh, filmed, I watched outer banks. And, yeah. Cause a lot of the guys that worked with me down on and Mr. Mercedes, uh, went down and to jump ship at the very end to, uh, go work on that. And, <laughs> no, uh, and did you, did you make it all the way through? Uh, I did. I enjoyed it. It's very, very like ice cream. You're, break, uh, you're breaking up, so breaking up there. Me? Mm-hmm. Try that again. Hello, hello, hello. Yep. Gotcha. It's uh, it's easy to watch. There's like there's no thinking required. Right. It's a CW type of show, but with uh, a little bit, a little bit more uh, actiony. Yeah, but it's fun. Plus, I knew people on it, so. I thought it was neat. I, I, you know, I guess, you know, I, it, you know, of course it's filmed in South Carolina, not in North Carolina. Yeah. Like um, Charleston. Yeah. And, you know, there's some things that don't match up, uh, you know, watching it, you know, Chapel Hill, there's no ferry that goes to Chapel Hill. So, there, you know, there's some things. <laughs> no ferry. It's yeah, a ferry. Ferry. There's no ferry. Like well, there's a, ferry a lot of ferries flies. in Chapel Hill, but not that yeah, kind of ferry. That goes there. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's, um, it has a, I, I, there's a something about it that I enjoyed about it, and and it's usually like a treasure. A it's treasure a treasure hunt. hunt. Yeah, yeah. I and, had auditioned, so you've uh, seen it. I auditioned <laughs> for the main character's dad. Oh wow, wow. Uh, obviously didn't get it. No, uh, I also auditioned for and the Gary, my, my buddy uh, Gary Weeks is that's who that is, and he did it. No, 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 not that. Fa- he plays the. Uh, he the plays the. Character. I'm talking about the lead kid's father who disappears. Oh, oh the the one that actually the one that we're not going to run story. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. They, well, he didn't have a whole lot of. I don't even remember too much know, of him. Is, it's more like I, pictures. I I'm too old. I'm too yeah. old. He had a few uh, a few episodes where he just briefly appears uh-huh. and does stuff like that. But while I remember Waco has a 7.9 on IMDb. So people are talking about it. Wow. And so I don't have to put post anything on our Facebook page. Uh, Barry Levinson directed the Bay. Oh, there we go. There we go. The password is Barry Levinson. There you go. (laughs) Cause I, I will stay, I'll wake up at four in the morning and go, Oh, I got to write a retraction on, uh, last pod. No, which podcast was it that we did? Uh, what was the one we did two ago before JoJo? Social Network. Hereditary. Hereditary, yeah. That's Hereditary. Right. What's the, uh, mm-hmm. I've looked at uh, that song, uh, Joni Mitchell song. Oh. You kept oh, saying, I looked at love. Now. 
<clears throat> I looked at love from both sides now and I kept going, life, I'm almost sure it's life. It's both. The lyric has, has both of them, but I was about to write a retraction and an apology on the Facebook page for saying that it was looked at life from both sides now. But then I looked up at the lyrics. It's both. It's both. One, one both? stanza has love, one has life. <laughs> well, I, Kent hates me now. And nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no. Uh, I just want to say, you know, it's it's time for us to call it a lovely day. And uh, we want to thank all of our listeners for listening. And make sure you get out there, rate, subscribe, review. Wash your hands. Wash your hands, definitely. Uh, we're Wear still a mask. On. Yeah, because some of some yeah, people look better with a mask on. So let's uh, let's make sure we keep that up. And um, <laughs> this guy, yeah, this guy. Yeah. I'm getting vanity masks. I'm going to get like a black cat one, I think, and uh, I a Godzilla Star Trek one. Yesterday, you ordered what? Star Trek ones. No, nice. Oh, nice. Which Star Trek? Which which uh, version of Star Trek? Yes. One one side will have Kirk on it, and the other side will have Spock. All right. <laughs> I'll show Good you enough. next. If you said like, what's the one with the Neelix and those guys? Oh, God, Voyager. Yeah. If you said Voyager, I'd be, you'd be dead to me. <laughs> I do love Voyager now. Don't let's not. <sighs> I don't want to fight with you here about Voyager. We can fight. It's my impression of, of Mr. Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I really like Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine is quality programming. Sorry, I'm awesome. So remember to rate, review, <laughs> and subscribe. And subscribe. Yeah. And we'll, uh, hey, let's talk about well, what's our next one. Who's up next? Should we talk oh, about that? Yeah. Should we let Squeaker pick a movie? Squeaker will, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll actually, you know, have to have Squeaker throw us some. So, uh, I don't know. He's getting, he looks, he looks all giddy. He might have one. Up mind, <laughs> yeah. Know. Yeah. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. All right. Throw it out. Throw, throw it out there, Squeaker. That's it. <laughs> no, I don't have one. Panic, um, panic. I don't have one right now. I've got a few. I'll, I'll send you some choices. And there we go. And we'll, and we'll awesome. decide and then we'll, we'll do it. So it's going to be like, it'll be like five choices and all of them will be Rocky movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rocky four, five, 12 and 18. I ain't gonna <laughs> lie. Rocky, there, Rocky Four is my favorite. I like Rocky, man. I'm gonna tell you, I makes every time <laughs> makes me want to run those stairs. So uh, kind of like Parasite. <laughs> so where, where Ivan Drago will bury him? That's four. Yeah, that's four. Okay, that's my favorite too. That's my yeah. favorite. You got, that's, you got that's, a, that's a good one. I kind of like number one. I'm like, I like the. Yeah, but uh, you smell like number two. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to keep into the parasite effect. <laughs> Number one actually won an Oscar, didn't it? Uh, yeah, That's Rocky. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, really did, yeah. it might have. I, I think, think it did. It did. Oh, yeah. funny story. While we're still on parasite, is during the uh, during the Academy Awards, Kent and I were texting back and forth, and when it uh, parasite won international film, we went, "Oh, that's how they're going to get out of not giving it best picture of the year." Because both of us thought it was the best, best picture, picture of the year. year. Yeah. And we yeah. did like Jojo Rabbit, and there was a number of other movies that we liked, mm -hmm. uh, but not as much as Parasite. And then uh, we're like, "Okay, that's how they're going to do it." And then Parasite racked up a few more awards, and then it got best picture. And I think we both about shattered. I was so happy. I mean, <laughs> you know. It never goes like that. I'm always like, the best picture never wins. It's always like some sort of political I know. goofiness. That was a fun night. I was glad my buddy Marshall Curry ended up uh, went in for his short. And uh, so it was it was a fun evening. And I, I was super excited that Parasite won. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
Well observed. Yeah. Well, and so anyway, so once again, rate, review, and subscribe. And hey, we thank you for listening. We hope that you'll stay safe out there. Um, you know, this is a serious time still, and we can tell you that the next two weeks are going to be a crazy time. So um, just be safe and, you know, love don't your family. Disinfectant. Yeah, yes. don't inject bleach. Yes, yeah, stay away from Lysol, except to spray on, you know, whatever you need to spray it on. So Don't shine a UV light up your butthole. Yeah. <laughs> and, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Some quarantine hobbies. Uh, <laughs> well, guys, we've enjoyed it. And, I, hey, I just want to thank each one of you guys for showing up and being here. And uh, it was always fun as usual. And uh, this drinks to you guys. So, uh, um Aww. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. We're all out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) And to next time. Bye. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to Adult Beverage Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsors, Bricks Wood Fired Pizza, where they bring people together. Be sure to visit adultbeverage.org on the web to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our new fantastic bonus content. You have just listened to the Adult Beverage Podcast with your hosts, Patrick, Laura, and Kent. Love this episode of Adult Beverage Podcast? Head over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you might listen to your podcast to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. That's this week's episode of the Adult Beverage Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.